All right, so in Yisroi, Pashat Kabbalah Satera. So I just wanted to talk for a minute about the uh, the few psukim um, that were uh, the introduction to Kabbalah Satera. Before the Aseris Adibrais, right? Uh, before Hashem comes out in Har Sinai. Um, a few very interesting psukim. We have some mitzvah, the mitzvah of Hagbalah here, and the mitzvah of Prisha, of Visa, of washing your clothing. Um, Hashem goes back and forth with Moshe Rabbeinu. And then you have the Aseris Adibrais, the Maimon Har Sinai. So, so, so like that. I, I, I'm not sure if we spoke about it before Shavu was here, or maybe that was just by, uh, the, by the Thursday night share, I'm not sure. So if you did, then uh, too bad. So the something like this. They come to Midbar Sinai. So Hashem calls to Moshe and says the following. You saw what I did to Mitzrayim. I took you on the wings of an eagle and I brought you to me. All right, so the first thing Rav Hirsch just points out, and it's an obvious point which Rav Hirsch makes throughout the, throughout the Torah, that, that in reference to Maimed Harsinai, it says, You saw. Right? Again, this is something which I think a lot of the uh, Kiev organizations have picked up on. The Kuzri talks about this, that our understanding and knowledge of Hashem is not based on belief, but it's based on knowledge. You actually saw that you left Mitzrayim. And by the way, the exact same words that are used to describe Kabbalah Satira. Later on, after, at the end of the parsha, You saw that I spoke to you, and so that the two most important fundamental um, uh, acts in the establishment of Klai Yisrael, this is Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and Kabbalah Satira. These are not things, right? These prove to us, demonstrated not through some sort of belief, not through some sort of religious, you know, trust in God, but it's um, not trust. In other words, not just some sort of, you know, we're a leap of faith in the in the in the Christian uh, parlance, but it's an actual understanding and knowledge. We know it's not belief. We don't believe in Hashem. We know about Hashem's existence, and and even It's the establishment of Kaiso through Yitzias Mitzrayim, which is the foundation of the Aseres Adibrais. Atem Reisa. That's a very, very important point. And not only that, but not only Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, but Kabbalah Satayra as well. And that's going to be the key to understanding the whole Kabbalah Satayra. What was the purpose of Maimon HaSinai? And the Rishonim deal with this extensively. What was the entire purpose? Right? Hashem gives the Torah to Moshe ultimately. It's given over a period of months, over 40 years. What's the Yisrael, What's the purpose of this Maimon HaSinai? We gave 10 Dibrais on HaSinai. Again, the point is, as we'll see in a minute, it's to demonstrate Hashem Himself communicating with People, Hashem communicating with Klai Yisrael. It's meant to establish as a fact the Deiri Deiris that Hashem created the world, He gave us the Torah, and, uh, and beyond the shadow of a doubt. This is not some sort of belief, this is not some sort of, uh, you know, when one of these, one of these Svarim came out a few years ago about Amuna. I don't know, I'm not going to say the name. And it spoke there about, you know, it wasn't a footnote, but like a lot of the idea of, you know, have Amuna, we have a, a faith and a leap of faith, and uh, the Svarim talk about such concepts. But at its most fundamental, Yiddishkeit is not a leap of anything. It's an absolute knowledge which is passed down with clarity. With, right? He says here, again, um, since they were seen, heard, felt, and experienced simultaneously by so many hundreds of thousands of people, any possibility of deception is ruled out. Again, this is like the basic key of argument today. If you stand outside Yankee Stadium and you ask everyone that walks out what was the score, who won, they say the Yankees lost to the Mets, 10 nothing. Right? And every single person that comes out tells you the same thing. This is an absolute fact, right? It's a fact 
Everyone was there. Everyone experienced it. The fact that the thing that you can fabricate such a thing is impossible. So one, two, three people. The other religions are based on the other you know, other traditions are based on you know individuals. They're based on a guy here. He has a dream. He has a this. So we simultaneously hundreds of thousands of people literally saw the Makkah, saw Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, saw Hashem completely controlling nature, completely rewarding those who serve Him and those punishing those who go against Him. We all heard at Harsinai Hashem giving us the Torah, and that establishes the, 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 the existence of Hashem and His Torah as an absolute fact. Okay, Atem Re'isa. And he says like this, Okay? Um, he says, if you listen to my voice and you keep my bris, right? The yisim li segula mikalam kliyakolat. That's interesting. We call an am segula. An am segula is we look at people. Talk, ah, klai yisrael is the am segula, right? As if it's like a praise of klai yisrael, and it is. But what is a segula? Something we had this uh, recently in the daf. It's something that you set aside for somebody. Something it's an exclusive possession of someone. That's what a segula is, right? We have, when, when a katan gets damaged, we, we take the money, we put it into a fund dedicated for this katan. That's what a school is. We are an am school means we are a nation who is 100% for Hashem, right? No other goal. Other nations could be busy with other goals and other accomplishments, power, money, wealth, science, art, whatever it is. But Klal Yisrael is a school of Hashem. You are Li Segula. It's not, it's not a praise of Klal Yisrael as much as it is a mandate. You are to be the Yisim. You should be to me a school of Mikol I, I, the entire world is me. I control the entire world. And therefore, I am appointing you, you, your life, your role in this world is to be a schooler for Hashem. And then you'll tell you're going to be a kingdom of priests, right? What's the Kayin is the one who serves in the base of Mikdash. Your entire nation, Kayin's job is to be the Kayhanim of the world. The Kayin, a nation whose national existence, not just individuals. It's not just you yourself, you're a yid, you have to serve Hashem. You're not just your own little king, but you are a nation. What happens to Klai Yisrael is, is a model for the rest of the world. This is, we spoke so much in the 19 letters, the role of Klai Yisrael amongst the nations. You are the nation which is going to be the nation which demonstrates their Rebbe in this world. And when you listen to Hashem, you, more than any other nation, you'll thrive and you'll survive, whereas you go against Hashem, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get punished. What happens to us, we as a nation represent their Rebbe And so the world looks at us and the things that happen to us, for good or for bad, are a direct consequence, right? Eretz Yisrael, direct, right? We're Tali and Hashem. That's the guy. So this is why you should speak to B'nai Yisrael. Tell B'nai Yisrael these things. Tell them that they're going to be Atem Re'isem. Tell them you have to listen to Hashem. You should be a school of Tell this to B'nai Yisrael. So Maisha comes and he tells the Zikneyam, the words Vayasim Lefneim is not just saying the words. Maisha Rabbeinu didn't just tell the Zikneyam to tell Klai Yisrael, that wasn't the point. Tosim Lefneim, right? The first will, will elaborate this in Parshish Mishpatim. Ve'elaham Mishpatim Asher Tosim Lefneim. That implies not just the Teresh of Chsav, but the Teresh of Alpet. Tosim Lefneim, don't just tell B'nai Yisrael these words, but place it in front of them, present it to them. Give them the whole guy, explain it to them, give them the shmooze, give them the drasha, give them the fundamentals. Right? Tell them the whole, right? inspire them, and tell them, tell them what their role is, right? explain to them what they saw, explain to them what their mandate is, explain to them what their, what their privilege is, and explain to them who this nation and what I'm about to do. Everything that Hashem says we're going to do. Yeah? Hashem tells them, right? You got to listen to my voice. All right, Hashem, you're going to tell us what it is to do. Everything that you say, we're going to do. Right now, it's interesting. Right? In the end of Mishpatim, when we'll come back to the story about Har Sinai, 
then we'll say Nasa Venishma. Okay, we'll get to that later. But Akapanim, everything that Hashem says we're going to do. But Yashem Maisha says every Yamal Hashem, and Hashem tells Maisha, Hashem, Klai Yisrael says whatever you say they're going to do. Okay, so that's what's happening now. So Maisha Benu gives the Shmuz. I'm, I'm building up to something here. It's not just, uh, right? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I gave him the whole Shmuz about the role, about the importance, about what's about to happen. Klai Yisrael says, 100%, whatever you say we're going to do. Then Hashem says to Moshe, I am going to come to you in the thickness of clouds. In other words, Hashem says, I'm going to literally, or not literally, but however you understand it, descend onto the mountain. Right? I'm, right? I'm going to speak to Klai Yisrael. Right? This is Kabbalah Satar, this is Maimon Harsinai, not Kabbalah Satar, Harsinai, where Hashem will literally speak to every single Yid. Every single Yid will be elevated to the level of a Navi and will literally hear Hashem speaking. Right? Why? What's the purpose Hashem is saying? Bavor Yishma Imach. So that the people will listen when I speak with you, Maisha. Because if Klaiso doesn't hear from Hashem himself, then in the back of your mind, you know, we saw ourselves. So we know that Hashem exists. Hashem demonstrated the fact that he exists, that we all saw. But now we have a Torah. Maisha is giving us the Torah. Who says that's from Hashem? Who says that's from Hashem? Maybe Maisha made it up. Right? Could God really speak to a person? Could Hashem speak to a person and give over mitzvahs and laws? All right, maybe you have some religious experience, but to actually give over a Torah to human beings, is that possible? Zak Hashem, I'm going to come and come down to the mountain. Why? So now you're going to hear 10 mitzvahs or two, whatever Chazal say, what exactly what Klai Yisrael heard, all that says in Nebrais, one of them, some of them. But now Hashem has demonstrated that Hashem actually speaks to people. So now, when Moshe Rabbeinu comes and says, this is what Hashem told me, now Klai is going to believe it. They'll trust in Moshe Rabbeinu's words forever because they themselves demonstrated it. They themselves saw that Hashem spoke to them. And okay, you may still want to challenge Moshe. And that's why we have this story of Kairach, and you know, but this is so important for Hashem to establish that Hashem could speak to people. That's what Hashem says. So I'm going to do a Kabbalah Satayra. Maimon has seen it right now. Maimon has seen it. I'm going to come and speak on Hachorev. Why? So that people should now to establish the truth of the Torah forever and ever. Which is why there's such an important mitzvah to remember Maimon has seen it. Okay. The Yagid Moshe tells the words of the nation to Hashem. What words? What words? Again, Hashem tells Moshe to Shmuz. I'm Segula. Moshe tells it to the people. The people say Nasa. Kol Hashadib Hashem Nasa. Moshe Rabbeinu goes up and tells Hashem what the people said. Kol Hashadib Hashem Nasa. Hashem tells Moshe, I'm going to come to you in a cloud in order to establish Kabbalah. You know, and Moshe tells the people, Hashem, Hashem, what the people said. What did the people say? Moshe Rabbeinu didn't go down and didn't tell the people anything yet. What's Moshe Rabbeinu telling Hashem now? What's he saying? He didn't go down and didn't tell anyone anything yet. What's, the, uh, what's, what's Moshe Rabbeinu telling Okay, that's that's the question. And then, this and then after I should. What? This is after, went up after the Mishpah? Chayisel said Nasa. Nasa. Moshe Abinu, Vayashem Moshe Moshe Abinu told Hashem that the people said Nasa. Then Hashem tells him about that he's going to do a Maimon Hasinai. And then Moshe says, Vayashem Moshe Stever Amal Hashem. What are you talking about? Yeah? Okay. Vayayim Hashem Moshe, Leichel Am. Now Hashem gives Moshe the mitzvah of Kidashtem Hayyim. Right? They have to be Mekadash themselves. Wash their clothing. Prepare for three days. They can't be with an Isha that we say later on. Right? 
you have to make a fence around Harsinai. You have to keep your distance. No one could be on the mountain. Not even an animal could be on the mountain. Nobody, not even Moshe Rabbeinu could be on the mountain. Nobody's on the mountain during Kabbalah Satayra. Right? And the Moshe comes and tells Klai Yisrael, and they prepare, and then they have Kabbalah Satayra. Okay? So that's the Seder Hadvar. So again, the, the question, I guess the two questions is, what did Moshe Rabbeinu go tell Hashem? Rabbi Yosha Moshe, he already told him. And then, as soon as Moshe Rabbeinu says this, also we're given this mitzvah of kiddush, of kibos, right, to prepare yourselves, kirashtem, stay away from women, wash your clothing, hagbala, stay away from Har Sinai. What's the connection? What's going on here? So first says a very, very sadistic thing, and he says this, you know, many, many times. You know, it's, it's, there's a message that resonates today. He, he also is obviously talking in his times, you know, 19th century Haskalah, where he's countering a, a particularly dangerous mistake that a lot of people make. And, but he, again, two different ideas which tie together here. Very, very important. Hashem tells Maisha, you're going to be an Amsagula. Tell Kai Yisrael, you're my nation. You're Malachis Kainim. Listen to me. And Malachis Kaddish. That's what you have to do. And Maisha gives this drasha over to Kai Yisrael, and they say, Nasa. We're going to do whatever Hashem says, no problem. Okay? Hashem says, I am going to come and speak to the people directly. I'm going to do a Maimon Harsinai. Why? I want the people to trust in the Torah forever. So I'm going to do a Maimon Harsinai. Maisha Benu says, Vayashev Maisha. Vayaged Maisha. It says, Vayaged Maisha. What's Vayaged? It's a lashon of like neged. It's like replying. And Maisha Benu says, Hashem. What did it? Kaisal didn't say anything new. But Maisha replies to Hashem the same thing he said before. What do you got to do a whole Maimon Hasinai for? I already told you. Kaisal said, Kaisal Dibra Hashem Nasa. I already told you, Hashem. You're not going to make a whole shtink now on Kabbalah Satayra, Hashem coming down on Hasinai and make a whole nace and mountains and Yashem. I already told you the people are good. I gave them the shmooze. I told them they have to listen to Hashem. And they're ready. Whatever you tell me, I'm going to do. You got to do a Kabbalah Satayra here. A whole Maimon Hasinai. A whole nace. A whole Matziv. I already told you that the people are ready. They're good. Vayagin Meshit, right? Hashem, don't, don't bother. Right? It's like, I already told you about this. What? Yeah, he repeated what Klai Yisrael said. Moshe Rabbeinu repeated to Hashem what, what Klai Yisrael had already said. Klai Yisrael didn't say anything new. Okay, by the way, the Gemaras handle this, and they, they mix around the order of the Pesukim. These are Gemaras and, uh, and Shabbos that handle you know, the six days. So I'm not, this, is a, this is a version's understanding of it. I'm not gonna, but Moshe Rabbeinu repeats to Hashem what Klai Yisrael already said. Why do you need to do this whole Maimon HaSinai? Why do we need this whole coming down in the world and speaking to the people directly? The people are ready. The people already said, they're ready. Don't need to do anything further. And that's when Hashem says, no, 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 no. You're not ready. Right? The mitzvahs in response, the mitzvah of Kiddush, of Kibbutz, of Hagbalah, are a response to this message. When Moshe when he says, Klai Yisrael is ready, Hashem says, not so fast. You need to prepare yourself. You need to do Kiddush, sanctify yourself, stay away from your wife, wash your clothing to demonstrate that you're not ready. You're not ready right now. Right? And number two, not only are you not ready, another very important and connected and connected uh, mitzvah is Hagbalah, which is stay away from Harsinai, right? Don't be near Harsinai when the Torah is given. What's the idea over here, right? Any other religion and every other value system, right? Nowadays, the, the, what's called the religion of liberalism, of wokeism, right? These are religions, and, 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 and not only like, you know, in a, in a, it's a literal religion, right? This is, this, is, this is what people worship, and they have their own laws and, and you know, religious pr- principles and blasphemies and all these, right? Every other, but even religions, even other world religions, right? They were not given to us by Hashem, obviously. Right? These are man-made religions, which means 
that they are always going to reflect the values of the people living at the time. Right? Which means that you can never, the religion will never be more than the people. And, and if this, the religion, right? Now again, you know, you can never have a religion that gives a mitzvah, so to speak, that, right, that is anything other than its own time. Right? Any religion has to be able to be accepted at the time that it's given because it's man-made. And it would be ridiculous for a guy to make a religion for something which is impossible for the people to keep. I make some new religion today that you're not allowed to eat for, for three years straight. I mean, everyone will die. It's impossible, right? It's not possible. The religion is always going to match the views of the people at the time. Okay, maybe not all the people, and then the religion spreads, you know, because of the hate. But like, you know, some Christian idea of just love and don't have to do anything. Yeah, that that's reflects the values of the people at the time. All that, right? Because it's man-made, and so it's going to be given for that time. And the people at the time of that religion are going to be able to keep the religion. Christ chose the only religion, right? We get the Torah, and for years, hundreds of years, thousands of years, we still didn't, we still didn't get it right. Imagine that. That's the greatest proof of the truth of the Torah is, the fact that we still haven't gotten it right. How could it be? Hashem gave a religion, right? We have a religion, which is so difficult and complicated, so above us, that we're still struggling. Okay, but hopefully we've gotten better over time, right? We've eliminated our desire, we've, you know, we're a standard, Baruch Hashem, getting better. But the idea that you have a religion, that the people, for 40 years in the Midbar, I'm Toye Levavim, for thousands, hundreds of years in Eretz Yisrael, what kind of religion is that? You know, someone, someone, I think I said this once, like a comedian was saying how Judaism has to be real. He's like, you try to start a religion, the first thing you don't tell the hundred-year-old man that you want to start a religion, hey, we're going to do circumcision. That's crazy, right? It's like, <laughs> that's not, you want to start a religion, that's not your first thing. That's right. My father one time, you know, a guy, uh, one of his workers, he tells him, hey, Isaac, I want to, I want to, I want to join your religion, you know, okay. so he's like, okay, circumcised, okay, all right, I'm done, you know, like, that's, like, but, you know, since it's not, it's not a religion created by man, it's a religion created by the Rabbani Shalom, created, it's a religion of Hashem, and so it's going to be well above the people, and it's going to be a process of centuries, of millennia, that we're going to slowly, slowly allow the Torah to create us, to form us, to change us, until we come to the time when we talk about the, the end of days, when Klai Yisrael is ready to, 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 you know, for, 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 for being the, that perfect nation. Torah is not a religion which can be fulfilled day one. It's a process over centuries, over millennia. It's a process. Klai Yisrael is constantly, we spoke about this last week, we're being planted and we're growing and then we're being uprooted and replanted and replanted and replanted and we're always learning and growing and thriving, taking new things until we, until we can reach the ideal. But don't think, Moshe Bain says, Hashem, we're all good. Don't, don't make that mistake. That's a big mistake to think that we're at, we're, we're at a point where we're good. That's the number one mistake, to think that we have nothing to worry about. We don't have to worry about a virus. I'm good. I'm above it. I, I, could, be, I could be in my office, you know, with men and women, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Uh, that's, that's not me. Other people maybe will struggle. Uh, other people will steal. Uh, I'm not going to steal. No, only that guy. He has a Ponzi scheme. Me, I'm an honest guy. Yeah, I may fudge some numbers, right? Right? To think that you're somehow at the point, right? And that's a very big mistake. It's a very big mistake to think. And Fakert, the greatest proof of the Torah is, is that we're not ready to accept it. Maisha, Hashem tells Maisha, I need to come do the Kabbalah Satara to demonstrate, right? And I want you to, I, I need that. The people need it. You think, okay, right now you gave a nice schmooze and people are all excited. But I want to make sure that this Torah is going to last forever, for thousands of years. 
right? And uh, you know, it's 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 amazing. Like you know, you like like uh, you know, you look at like the the reformed Jews and the Jews, the liberal Jews, right? And like, I always want to shake them and like say, you see, you know, talk about Tikkun Olam and Judaism, right? As a Jew, they call them now the as a Jews. This is like in the whole Israel thing. All these Jews that are saying, as a Jew, I think that Israel's wrong and Hamas is right, right? They call them the as a Jews. This is like the new derogatory term for them. He's like, he said, do you think that a religion given three and a half thousand years ago? just happens to stim 100% with the liberal ideology of America in 2023, like 24, like what are the chances, right? How stupid do you have to be to think that your religion, right? You know what I mean? And, and, and the values of the world and society are constantly changing. Just like science and arts and culture, these are always changing. Governments always change. But Torah, the law of Hashem, is a constant. And even if you're in a generation where it doesn't work, Right? The Jews were always different. We were always so every. And our laws always ran counter. And you know, people are uncomfortable. The Torah is against the uh, Mishka Zachar. The Torah is against this. The Torah is against this. And you get very uncomfortable. Like, have some patience. Give it some time. The world will catch up. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're well above. When, when murder was okay in the world, when, a, when paganism was the religion of the world, everyone in the world, right? We stood against it. And it was crazy. And it made no sense. And the laws of Benegea, our Chayshemishba laws, and our family laws, and our laws about... These were all things that were well above. We were way, way above society and all these things. Have some humility. Have some humility. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, like a similar idea, like, you know, uh, for, for thousands of years, people believed that the world was always existed. This is from Aristotle on. The world always existed, right? The world was a constant. Always existed. Down to Newton, down to Einstein. The world always existed. And it's like... Hey, Judaism, you believe the world has a creator? Eh, can't be. Even the Greeks that believed in some sort of God, they believed the world always existed. Right? There has to be the world always existed. And that's what every physicist for thousands, Rambam writes about it, he's fighting with them. Like, look, I don't think it's true. And then like one day, like what was it, the 60s, all of a sudden they, like, they see the red line and they detect that the world is expanding. Oh, the world has a beginning. Big bang, right? It's like 2,000 years we sat patiently listening to the ridicule of all the scientists in the world. And then you know what? After 2,000 years, they finally said, oh, you know what? You guys are right. There was a beginning. Okay, then like the next day, right, they're yelling about multiverses and stupidity. They didn't give us time to like celebrate our victory. Like that was one of the greatest victories. Again, time, the, the tire is not given for today and now. It's a long game. There's a long haul here. And the world will catch up. Just like we, Kaisel, had to catch up. For 40 years in the Midbar, we made problems. You imagine, he left Mitzrayim. This is right, last week's Pasha. We left Mitzrayim literally a couple of days later. We're catching already. It's like, you know, and then all the other problems in the Midbar. And then Eretz Yisrael. That's the first thing. Don't think that you're ready. There's a gulf. And directly connected to that is the second mitzvah of Hagbalah, which is, which is that you have to stay far away from Harsinai. Right? Now, what does that mean? What's the point? The point is like this. You look at, you know, these religious people having religious experiences, right, and prophecies. Those are not coming to the person from Hashem. They're coming from himself. When a person has a religious euphoric experience and God speaks to him, God is not speaking to him. God is speaking through him. And he's expressing his own views, you know, through, through, through so to speak, through God, Right? And so his religion and his prophecies and his values are a reflection of himself. Hashem says, stay away from Harsina. Again, this is the same idea. Is that the Torah is not coming from you, from your values. The Torah is coming to you. The Torah is on Harsina and you stay far away. Don't go near Harsina. You are completely separate from the Torah. The Torah is here and you're here. And Hashem is giving the Torah to you for you to keep no matter what you feel, think, no matter what the times are. Right? The Hagbal, again, this is the same, the, the, the same part of the, the other side of the same coin. It's that... Torah itself is what? Not holy. 
it's too holy for you, but it's also not you, right? Like we're saying, it's not you. The Torah is not coming from you. If you right now had to write a Torah, it would look very similar to the modern ideas, right? All the modern ideas of society, which you believe, and the Muslim, even like the, even the Jewish ideas, they're coming from you. This is what you believe. And so if you're going to write a book of religion, you're going to express the things that you think it should be, right? But the Torah is given to us. It's completely separate from us. The people are here in one thing, just like they're not ready to accept the Torah because they're not on that level yet and it takes time. They're also, they're not the ones that are, the Torah is not coming from them at all. Hashem called to Moshe It's completely separate. What? You're far away showing the Torah that you have to aspire to it. something you have to go to. You're aspiring, yeah, you're aspiring to it and also that it's coming to you and not from you. That's the point over here, right? The distinction between, well, he, he writes against that. The distinction between the people about to receive the Torah and the source from which they are to receive it is understood also in terms of physical separation. The place in which the people are to receive the Torah is very clearly set apart. It's elevated into a right only when the law giving is Until that time, people are to be restricted by a boundary all around. To illustrate the fact that the Torah is superhuman, extraterrestrial origin. The Torah is coming to us from Hashem. It's not coming from the people. The people had no... It's not like, oh, okay, the people at the time, they were very primitive, and so their interpretation and the mitzvahs are because that's the way the people were. That's the way, like, the Bible could as you know, you try to explain. Oh, in the Midbar, and so they had, you know, epilepsy, you know, they had um, skin issues, that's the guy, right? It came from the people. It's a reflection of them and their values. No, the Torah says the Torah is from Hashem, and you are completely separate. Number one, you're not on that Madrega yet. It takes time. It will take a process of hundreds of thousands of years to get there. Number two is that it's, it's completely separate from you, the Torah. And it's ideal for you to reach up to. It doesn't come from you. It doesn't reflect your values. Right? And so again, you, you look today, you know, it's, it's easy, you know, the easy targets of like the liberal Jews who love to make, you know, every transgender thing is somehow, you know, the most important myth in the Torah, Tikkun Olam. They created this new word, Tikkun Olam now, which is like, a, what? Oh, yeah, like, they, you know, and, and so like, you know, it's like the Katsuka once said that, like, you know, he doesn't want to serve Hashem that he understands. You know what I mean? Like, this guy was, I was listening to this guy, you know, the guy, he's a, he's a political analyst. He's like, you know, he says, he doesn't, I don't want to vote for somebody that's as smart as me. Like, you know, if, I want, if he's going to be the president, he should be smarter than me, right? He's like, if Hashem makes too much sense to you, then that's a problem, right? It's like, that's something wrong. There's, you know, because the Torah is not, you know, this Hashem is well above us. And not everything fits into your neat little things. And sometimes there are questions. If Schwab talks about just like you have be meiser nefesh, you have to be meiser das. You have to actually somehow you have to. You have to this is what the Rebbe says. And even if you may be uncomfortable with it, I'm uncomfortable with the mitzvah of destroying a molek. I don't understand the, this mitzvah, whatever this halacha and agunas and all these, you know, that gubek aguna issue. And the rabbis and they, why can they do anything about it? Like. You know what? The Torah, you know, how could a father marry off his 11-year-old girl? And if you honest a girl, you don't get the death penalty, right? All the time is on the Torah. The Torah is, is given to us from Hashem. We are completely separate. It doesn't reflect our values here and now. It doesn't reflect our values here and now. They reflect the emes of Hashem and the truth of Hashem. And we may not understand it today, but in time we will. And number two is recognizing that, you know, we, 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 we're very hard on ourselves when, when we, we struggle and, you know, we have problems and we can't live up to the ideals of the Torah. We have to recognize that Torah is a process and we have to, obviously, this doesn't give us a heter to, you know, to, to, to be lax, but to recognize that Torah is a process. The Torah, if it, was, if it was too easy, then that means that it's probably not worth anything. Right? It's very easy to be Christian. I just love everyone. I don't know much about Christianity. Right? But, it's, you know, if it's too easy, that means that it's not real because that means it's just, it's just catering to you. Right? It's like, you know, you know, yeah, sure, whatever you do is fine, Tatala. Okay, then we're just appealing to you. That's not what's not, not Torah. Okay, you have to know how to, how to work, you know, slowly, whatever. But recognizing that Torah is an ideal. 
and it's a process of Yisrael over thousands of years and then individuals over the years of our lives to perfect ourselves, to do better and better, to go a little bit easy on ourselves and to recognize that Torah is a process. You know, one of the Aaron talks about it, one of the reasons why social, mental health professionals are so popular today is because like, a Rebbe's going to curse you out. You know, you did this Aveira, you're a piece of garbage going to get ahead of him. You know, a therapist, they, they, there's a process, they work. And, you know, it's important to, to, you know, we can't allow, we can't say, oh, you did an Aveira, great, good for you, right? You know, but to recognize that it is a process and the struggles are real and don't deny reality and, and don't think, you know, like, you know, uh, like we're a victim of our own success. So we have a successful from community. So now if someone does something wrong, he must be this terrible, you know, piece of garbage. No, it's a process in our own lives and certainly in the history of Klai And eventually we're going to get to that point where we're going to recognize Moses Hashem that the Torah is the only truth. And uh, and uh, and uh, and we're going to be the Amleches Kainim that's going to be the ones to lead that charge. All right. Okay. How do you answer this question?